0: Start with Clark and Alyssa.
1: <laughs>
0: I don't know how to start after
1: that. <laughs> I'm sorry. <You're> just kidding.
0: <laughs> Hello everybody. <laughs> Welcome to Word Struck. It's good books with good friends. And Alyssa just made some weird noise, so
2: you didn't take my my advice of every time we loop it and we just (laughs) we just
0: build upon the word struck until until
2: it's like a demonic chorus
0: (laughs) oh that was your demonic chorus voice it It all makes sense we'd try to jump yeah no no i like it (laughs)
2: let's
0: do that every time Sorry, (laughs) that's okay okay. it was it was good it was good Uh, (sighs) so like i said this is word struck we read books I'm Clark, and that's my good friend Alyssa. <laughs> Hi, Alyssa.
2: Hi, it's late. This is uh, this'll be great. Yeah. Okay.
0: Oof. What a uh, I've I gone guess... mad, Clark. I've gone mad? <laughs> Have you gone mad eyed moody?
2: Something like that. Oh. He's okay. I'm I've I've gone bewitch your trash bins. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that sounds like uh benny benny you're gonna what you're gonna go what on my trash bins
2: go mad on your trash go mad on my
0: trash bins i feel like that's a rap lyric for a (laughs) very british wizard rock rap band (laughs) well for those of you not in the know uh we are currently reading harry potter and the goblet of fire and today we are talking about chapters 13 and 14 we're finally at Hogwarts. We're finally with the teachers. We're done with the ceremony. We're done with the train ride. We're done with the um
2: so much the, scene setting.
0: Feasts. And uh it only took us 13 chapters. <laughs> All right, let's go.
2: We hey now. We um We got to see Quidditch World Cup and talk about family-sized carpets, so...
0: Okay, I remember the carpets thing. Hashtag worth it. You mentioned Quidditch, and there's just kind of a blank space in my memory, but (laughs) I guess that probably did take up some chapters. Mm. (sighs) But now we're getting to the good stuff. I really enjoyed these chapters. Um, Yeah, it
2: it felt like coming home a little bit, or maybe not even coming home, but like settling into home. yeah. Past the all the hugs and moving the furniture in, but like no waking up the next morning and having
0: yeah making breakfast breakfast. yeah Yeah. these are the
2: breakfast chapters (laughs) establishing
0: the smell of your house, which is hopefully like coffee and potatoes. Is
2: that a thing that you can establish? Because my house still smells like (laughs) like the house that I bought. I
0: think it is established whether you want it to happen or not like my house probably smells like whatever I've been cooking for the last couple of days.
2: Well like there there's like the the top level smell mm-hmm. of of recent things that I've done. Oh. But when I came back from my trip and I mm-hmm. hadn't done anything, I was like just hit in the face walking through the door with like this house <laughs> wasn't mine once. Ah, yes. And and my smells are now gone. All all the garlic. All the garlic's gone.
0: You've tried your hardest. <laughs> I think, for me, it would take ripping up every carpet in my house. That's
2: probably it. Although they cleaned the
0: carpet, but that's probably not good enough. Nah, carpets. Not good enough. You can never really clean carpet. That's a myth. Don't yell (laughs) at me, carpet cleaners. (laughs) (laughs) It's the greatest con. They say that it cleans it, but there's, like, layers to that.
2: It's imbued (sighs) with tiny dog. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway.
0: Anyway. Well, cool. Uh, like, should we get started on Chapter Thirteen, Mad Eye Moody? Yes. What, what,
1: what, what would you say
0: happened in this chapter? God, you're I, such
1: a ham. I know. Other I hear other <laughs>
0: podcasts do that all the time. I'm like
1: what? Now, what
0: would you? And I'm like, I could never pull that off. And um, it's true, I can't. <laughs> so
2: it's even better when I call you on it in yeah, the middle of your word. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. But yeah, I'll tell you about Chapter Thirteen, in which classes start. <laughs>
0: Is that is that the description? Is that what you have? That's it. Oh. No. Um, <laughs> I like it.
2: They go to Herbology, and they go to Care of Magical Creatures, in which Hagrid brings blast-ended scroots for the mm. students to raise. And then they go to Divination, well, where Triolani predicts that uh, the thing that Harry dreads will come to pass. Mm. And afterwards, Mad-Eye Moody uh, turns Malfoy into a ferret. Yeah. That Pretty that's cool. that's this chapter. You'd call that cool?
0: <laughs> Him turning into a ferret?
2: Is that I mean this is an iconic for the record. This is an iconic moment. Oh, is it? In this. Malfoy becoming the ferret. Like I feel like it it it's a very visual scene
0: yeah it, he's it, bouncing this fair dramatic higher and higher where you're actually thinking you're like he could actually kill him here and
2: it's a it's a little epic how he just sort of steps in and does it doesn't ask questions yeah. like
0: yeah doesn't need context doesn't uh
2: very no nonsense i mean he probably had some context just listen listening yeah
0: but... and then when mcgonagall like goes to call him on it and say like no what you've done is a terrible thing he's like Okay, who do I talk to? Like, okay, fine. I'll talk to someone. Great. <laughs> yeah. I'd love to. I'm like, all right. <laughs> Good on you, man. Don't
1: mess
2: with this dude. He may be like 102 or something and yeah, like yeah. have only two limbs, but <laughs> 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 he means business.
0: Mm-hmm. I... That's great. It's great. So, uh, yeah. that this. So, this is a really important scene or it's memorable, huh?
2: It's pretty, I mean- would you say that you would probably remember this? I mean, you're pretty close to it now. I think so.
0: But like, I think every time I like see a white ferret, I'll probably be like, ha <laughs> It's
2: we we got the establishing shot of Moody like entering the feast.
0: Yeah, suddenly. but this was a way better. <laughs> like, yeah,
2: this is this like is way cool. I mean, yeah. that was we we've had teachers interrupt feasts right and left. Look look at Quirrell. That one was a little more notable with a troll. Yeah, that was good. And so like I but this is like holy cow, this is what this dude is about. Yeah. Yeah, he might be crazy. Yeah, he might have bewitched trash bins and maybe something like I think there's more to that story. Overly, you think? I think so. Maybe. I
0: don't know. I think there's something to it.
2: I mean, yeah. He's he's hasn't lived this long having done the things that he's done. Done mm-hmm, mm-hmm. without gaining some wisdom. Yeah, he so. knows something. So it's cool. Like, get this establish establishing shot. I feel like it's got a lot of like attitude to it. Like, I have a really good idea of who he is mm-hmm. from how he chooses. Yeah. Just. Corporal punishment.
0: And, okay, I, I think I don't I don't know if we can talk about everything leading up to this. Let's just talk. I mean, I I do want to talk about other things in this chapter, but like it's kind of the, the mean, fair it's the thing is like the, the climax. But in my mind, honestly, like so Moody saw what happened that Malfoy shot a bolt at Harry, and like I'm I'm sorry, but like isn't that an immediately expellable offense? Like, straight up expellable. I'm not talking suspension. Like, you are shooting a magical, harmful curse at someone. Like, that, in my mind, like, how is that that much different than, like, stabbing someone? Like, if that would make direct contact with Harry's eye or with his throat or something. Like, I'm not saying it's, like, a gunshot. I don't think it would be fatal. But, like, definitely, like, stabbing someone with a pencil.
2: Do you remember what the curse was that he fired?
0: Mm. Hmm. Mhm. I, I do not. No.
2: No, I don't even we don't see it. Don't you dare insult my mother, Potter. Keep your fat mouth shut then, and bang. So, mm. silent or quiet? We don't know what it is. Um, so here's the thing. Okay. I'm going to give you a real-world analog to this. That's
0: not stabbing someone with a pencil. It's
2: not no, it's worse. Okay. It's um allegations that an entire wrestling team waterboarded a kid in Wyoming, and they're still all there. Oh. The kid, his family pulled him out of school, and he's going to a different school now.
0: Oh, but the people who actually did it just kind of...
2: uh, Yeah. And the coach is like, we've dealt with the issue. Okay. So, to that I say politics play a factor yeah okay So, and we know that Malfoy's dad is one of the like what what I forget what it is governors governors of Hogwarts so he's like on their board of directors or whatever
0: yeah so it's like he should like in in some ways then like his dad should also be punished for like Apparently he's raising a child who thinks it's okay to shoot magic at people's backs. Depen- like depends that reflects on- so poorly on his dad.
2: Depends on who holds the power, I yeah. guess. I guess this just comes Espe- back okay, especially here's my here's my other point. He might have been expelled if Moody hadn't reacted the way that he did.
0: Yeah.
1: Like it, okay, th- the min- the see.
2: minute you enda- endanger a student, for endangering a student, then you've muddied the waters and yeah. you can't also boot the student. I think you can. <laughs> I mean, you can, but it's it's going to be a whole lot messier. Yeah. And, yeah and they because won't... then
0: Moody would have he would lose his job too.
2: Well, and you won't be able to say from a third party Well, you, Lucius, like this reflects poorly on you. This reflects poorly on you. Like he's able to turn around and say, This reflects poorly on everyone. And if you get rid of me, I will turn around and sue you until you have nothing left. And And this school is closed. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I will send my son to Drumstrang where I have always wanted to send him anyway.
0: The little Nazi school. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah. (sighs) Yeah. So I, I think they muddied the waters with, with, and by they, I mean Moody.
0: <laughs> Made me really happy to see him, to see Malfoy just get his, though. I, I really, I don't feel the least bit bad for him. I don't so, care.
2: So here's the thing. Initially, when I read this, I I was just, like, all triumphant. I was with Ron, like, mm-hmm. him wistfully thinking, like, Draco Malfoy, the amazing bouncing ferret. Like, mm-hmm. it, was, it was just this iconic, like, Hilarious thing, and now that I read it, I'm like, holy crap! Like, he could have really hurt that kid, and this is a person who's trusted with the care of hundreds of children. Yeah, like, holy cow!
0: But they can fix a lot of stuff wrong with people, even if he were to like break some ribs or a leg or something. Like,
2: what if he shakes your head around, like mental eh.
0: injury?
2: Like, I don't, eh. and and and. <laughs> Hello, Transfiguration.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. That's like something.
2: It, he changed you on a molecular level.
0: Which apparently that specifically is not used as a punishment. That's an oddly specific. Like, <laughs> what else can't they use as punishment? I wonder. You know.
2: I I bet if it's a subject at Hogwarts, you can't use it as a punishment. Yeah, I guess. Like you can't use potions as punishment.
0: I I don't mean to sound like cruel like i'm like getting off on seeing malfoy get the crap beat out of him and it's like yeah just beat the crap out of all bullies because that's you know that's clearly not the answer but it feeds into the idea that malfoy is a bad character he is the least like not not even the least because his dad's the least interesting but like he's just a bad character in this book poorly written maybe it's all gonna pay off and he'll have a redemptive moment or something but like up till now. Honestly, he, he, if he had died right there, I'd be like, thank you. Now I never have to hear about <laughs> oh, Seriously. Gosh. Seriously. I don't care. He can disappear from this book, and it will be a better book for it. He's the least interesting foil of a like, villain. He's boring. He like, only does one thing, and that's like make cheap remarks and then not do very well when people turn it back on him. It's like, that got boring in the first book. And here we are like four books in, and he just sucks. So I kind of wish he had died. But it's not that I think that bullies need to be physically punished.
2: It yeah, it it is a little satisfying. Like I I like had a real like war within myself of like, but it's still satisfying to see him get some comeuppance. Yeah, yeah, it is satisfying. But yeah, <laughs> I I think I'm I'm bringing a, a different perspective now. As an adult of like, this is like, <laughs> is I, insane. I, yeah. I align a lot more with McGonagall than I once did. <laughs> I do want to talk a little bit about what led to that tussle, which was Malfoy reading the Daily Prophet to Ron.
0: Oh, yeah. About and, Arnold Weasley. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Poor, poor Ron. And I... I mean, I don't want to go on another journalism rant because I've already done that and you mm-hmm, all already mm-hmm. know my opinion, mm-hmm. which is, I hope, evident to everyone reading
0: this that this is horrible, horrible journalism. <laughs> Not even getting your main subject's name right.
2: Yeah, which is, I <sighs> mean, that's the cardinal sin. But then on top of that, it's it's fully editorializing in the mm-hmm. at the top and the bottom and she calls his actions and the situation... Undignified and embarrassing.
0: I was trying to figure out what actually happened because it's like, you know, Arthur Weasley has disgraced da da da. And then like you read it and it's like, okay. So he responded to a call at Mad Eyed Moody's house and he talked to some muggles and had to do a memory charm because they saw something. Like that's that's what happened. Yeah. It's it's So a, what's like, where's the actual th- I don't get it?
2: Like it's a really weird, like she is Massively missing the point yeah. of there was a problem, and it's his job to respond to the problems. And sometimes the problems aren't even real. Yeah, like, you, yeah. you go to the call because there might be.
0: I mean, you talk to any first responder, and it's like most things they respond to are like smoke detectors. 70 year old who's
2: fallen and can't get up. Yeah, like, but
0: like, mostly inconsequential stuff or even false alarms yep. are massive. Um,
2: and yeah, they try to not send people to those because they're so short But like, yeah, uh, I yeah, it's just it's weird to shame someone for doing their job and doing it fairly well.
0: Yeah, like nothing made it into the non-magic world.
2: Well, and and like, yeah, so he interacted with Muggle policemen. Like
0: that's part of his job. That's
2: probably pretty normal. <laughs>
0: yeah and that's why you like that's why he was sent to go deal with it because he actually knows stuff about that like everything went as well as it could have gone i just don't get why the story was written and especially why it was written the way it was
2: and i i really hope that like I really hope that Ron knows that. Like, Yeah, like I doubt it. When but... when you hear that and you're a kid and you're hearing this criticism and it's so public and it's so hurtful and it's used against you in a really public way, too. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I just really hope he can turn around and say, like, you know what? No, my dad is good at his job. Yeah. Like that it it, it matters to me, but it, do- it doesn't matter that much. But Ron's pretty fiery. So, of course, it matters. But yeah, I, yeah. I hope it he's like i don't know we don't we don't really hear from him after the whole incident that yeah, like, he doesn't
0: want to talk to anyone
2: that like his what his take is on his dad i don't know
0: we'll see in the later chapters i hope it's just sad and the fact that malfoy is the one who saw it first and showed it to him that's another it's just a bad deal and i feel bad for ron
2: i will say i i uh i initially wrote down that, that harry comes to ron's Defense with Malfoy, mm-hmm. and I just that doesn't even feel like the right phrase because it's more like shots fired from Malfoy and shots returned from Harry. Like, not that's not defense. It's yeah.
0: They got into like a your mom joke, which m- war. <laughs> so it's terrible. Yeah, but they are that age.
2: They are that age, but uh, it was just a little disappointing. To, like, I, I also again like quasi satisfying but
0: ugh. yeah yeah come
2: on Harry walk away Like
0: it's just it, it, don't
2: engage He he's fueled by your rage
0: like, <laughs> don't feed the trolls don't do it <laughs> they should teach that in the like care of magical creatures
2: Hagrid definitely feeds the trolls
0: oh that's true <laughs> <laughs> I like their little moment where it's like no one would want a dragon and people just look at Hagrid <laughs> yeah no one but that's the next chapter I think no, that was nope, this. That's chapter. this chapter. Yeah, because Hagrid's still teaching, which makes me very happy. Though yeah. it sounds like he doesn't have any more of a lesson plan. <laughs>
2: yeah, I was so so. He like pulls out this box of blast-ended scroots, Yeah, and he's like, yeah, I don't know what they eat. <laughs> and it's
1: just like, how
2: do you expect them to survive long enough for these kids to raise them? Yeah, like yeah. And I, I mean, and ma- like
0: read a book. Like, right? Well, <laughs> do some research, buddy. So
2: that was my first thought was like, why haven't you read up on this? Yeah. But then I wondered.
0: He won them as a bet I, or something.
2: Oh, probably. But <laughs> here's I mean, this isn't a care of magical creatures related question. It's a Hagrid question. Okay. Hagrid's a big dude. Mm-hmm. Are there any books that are big enough for him to be able to read them?
0: I thought we saw him. Getting books from the library, when and then there was something with a chicken, and a, he was carrying a dead chicken and a bunch yeah. of books. I think he can read.
2: I think he can read, but I I wonder if like if this like if he needs a bunch of large print books because I just think oh, about like yeah. if I were trying to read like doll sized books. I'd like,
0: agree with you except for the fact that this is a magical universe where yeah, but, you can just make the text bigger. But
2: he wand—he was expelled. He doesn't have a wand.
0: Oh, well, not that we're supposed to know about. Yeah, Yeah.
2: well, I mean, he was expelled and he's not a very skilled wizard. Like, yeah. he can do a few things. He probably but... doesn't
0: know, like, because that would just be a charm, essentially. Probably. But he's probably not. You're right. He's probably not versed on that stuff.
2: So, hmm. I don't know. I, I just, I wondered may, maybe part of why he teaches the way that he teaches is that information available in books is less available to him.
0: Hmm, could be.
2: Also, I just think that walking through the castle has to be uncomfortable for him.
0: Yeah, I don't think he likes it.
2: There are certain rooms that are fine and certain hallways that I'm sure he avoids slash can't even get down.
0: And I mean, we saw that when he had the dragon, like when he was going to get the books for it, like not only was he trying to hide the fact that he had books about dragons. He also just wasn't didn't want to be seen, just period. So yeah, I think that's that's all true. Uh but I'm curious to see how the class pans out. I am I'm wondering how big these shellless lobsters will get. That is with quite the imagery.
2: Stingers and yeah. So
0: stingers and a sucker on their belly and it's so funny. He's like, I think those are the males and I'm like, yeah, probably. Sounds about right. <laughs> but who knows? They could have like a queen culture type deal too, where there's only one reproducing one.
2: Or they might be, uh, what what is it? Like worms?
0: Oh, where they can split like, <laughs> yeah. It's like that one Animorphs book where she turns into a starfish and then one of her legs get cuts off and then it regrows into a second version of herself.
2: Just like that.
0: Just like that. Cool. <laughs> I forget which book that was. All my Animorph fans uh, tweet us at Wordstruck.
2: Holler at him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if my inbox fills up, I will be delighted. <sighs> Who else? Uh, Herbology. That sure was a class. There is a boobo tuber. <laughs> That's a fun word. We had all the good words. We had boobo tuber, we had lots of Uranus talk.
2: It was it was a, an adventure to go on.
0: Ron was somewhat lewd talking about seeing uh, lavender's Uranus and I'm like, oh
2: fourteen year olds. Yep,
0: they're really showing all their cards in this chapter. Huh? <laughs> We're seeing the best of the best here. I... Uh,
2: how alarming is it that that in this culture there is n- like not a super available acne cure.
0: It's real sad that
2: you that girls try to curse acne off their faces and end up losing their noses. Like that is really alarming. Yeah,
0: it's one of those weird things of like you you'd like to imagine that wizards figured out acne pretty quick, you know?
2: Well, and I mean, it seems like they did, but just like it's rare,
1: I guess. Yeah,
0: dude, that's so uh, valuable. I like that the students were also used.
2: How are Boba Farms? Where it, like.
0: Uh, like,
2: Big Beauty and do- isn't growing all these so that they can just, like, supply all the young witches with acne
0: solutions. I think it's one of those weird things where it's probably really finicky to get the right conditions. Like, you're almost better off just having all the randos go find it for you and, and just, like, pay them what they think is a lot of money for it. Or is it one of those, And then turn like, it around and sell it for twice as much.
2: Like, they only, like create enough like like it's like plants that bloom once every 12 years or something like that yeah or like you you could have a whole field of them but you don't want to keep them all there because like tobacco will exhaust all the nutrients of the soil and it it also takes like 12 years for them to produce that and so well like just not financially viable to farm it
0: could be Or it could be, like, bee propolis, where it's, like, we sell our bee propolis for beauty products, um, but it's, like, a byproduct, and the only way we get it is by, like, scraping it off of our boxes, and, like, most bee places don't have someone that would be willing to buy the propolis because, like, there's not that many people that buy it, so they just scrape it off and put it in the bin, and we decide to save ours and, like, do a bunch of cleaning and stuff to it so we can sell it, but, like... It's I guess what I'm saying is not many people are willing to go through the boober tuber experience. <laughs> I forget what it's actually called, boobo tuber. I was close.
2: Boober tuber. I don't know. Boo-ba- I probably I probably misspelled it. Boob
0: tuber experience. It sounds like it's not a pleasant experience. All these petrol pus filled things of like and it's probably worth a lot because it's a it's a highly demanded resource that not many people are willing to go get. So they have to just, like, incentivize people. I was not expecting to get into a conversation about... It. You're welcome. <laughs> ...the free market. <laughs> uh, so that's Herbology. They're using students to harvest expensive, valuable plants. And I don't think the students are going to see any of that money. Uh,
2: but if they have acne, I'm sure Madame Pomfrey will help them out. hmm mm-hmm. so There's that.
0: That's true. We're trying to get that... Uh, oh, what's his name? Longbottom. Does he have acne or is he just unfortunate?
2: Uh he his acne has not been mentioned, but if you picture him that way, that's that's fully in your right.
0: Oh, thank you. <laughs> well, on the subject we've been avoiding, divination.
2: Yeah, I didn't have much. I was trying to like go through and see what even happened in that part oh, of the chapter um, and pretty much the only real takeaway that I had was that she had some Prediction for Harry that the thing that he most dreads will come to pass, and sooner than he thinks.
0: Maybe Trelawney should like keep her mouth shut about that stuff. You think? Maybe she should just like, see, like know those things and have it in her head, and then choose not to say it because that's just kind of mean, and like causes more anxiety, and uh, probably doesn't actually do anything to help somebody. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. I mean,
2: I wonder if she's the sort of person who wants to hear that. She want she wants to hear when bad things are coming.
0: Yeah, and I and guess so, that's why they study stuff for like a week or two weeks or a month in advance of like when could bad th- like when are bad things likely to happen because of the stars and stuff. Yeah. It could be.
2: So, I mean, she strikes me as someone who... She sort sort of revels in it, but I don't think that she's aware of how... I mean, mean, they view it as kind of hokey, but it also could be viewed as malicious. Yeah. And I don't think that she's aware of either of those things. No. I think in her mind, she's preparing people.
0: Yeah, and she's like... She has exclusive access to this knowledge, at least exclusive within that immediate group. Mm-hmm. And so it's she's like, well, uh, it will be the Harbinger. Harbinger?
2: Har- 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 harbinger. Harbinger.
0: <laughs> that word is not spelled anything like it's pronounced. Harbinger. See, it's not. There's an R before it's... The R comes way early. It's harbinger. It's how it's spelled, isn't it?
2: No, I think it's Harbinger.
0: Hmm... Hork Bajar. Hmm.
2: H-A-R-B-I-N-G-E-R.
0: Oh, it is Harbinger. Yeah. Huh. Turns out. Cool.
2: Yeah, so my question for you is, she sort of offhandedly said the thing, and we've already seen in this chapter her get several things wrong, including saying that Harry surely must have been born in midwinter, and Harry's like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, no July. Mm-hmm. Is this prediction real? It seemed like the most interesting thing that she said, which is why I pulled it out.
0: Um, I think that she caught wind of something, but I don't think... It's one hundred percent what Harry's thinking about because Harry's you know, Harry's worried that Sirius got caught, and I don't think Sirius got caught. I don't I, I think that some of the things that Harry's I, something bad is probably coming for Harry. I just think she's a little bit skewed as to what it is. But I think she's following the correct thread. I think she's onto something and she knows something. It's just not specific enough to actually be useful. And like, if she knew what Harry was really concerned about, then she would know that Sirius Black is around. I, I mean, it's just like she doesn't know enough, so she's just saying like, "Hey, bad things are gonna happen," but she kind of dressed it up a little bit. So, um, yeah, I think there's an ounce of tr- there's an ounce of truth in there, but I don't know if it's actually actionable.
2: Cool, that's. All that I have for that class because everything else is like Harry and Ron making up their schoolwork and...
0: That didn't, uh, you know, predicting they're going to be decapitated and stuff. I feel like Tre- Trelani's like very dreamy and out there, but she's going to look at that and be like, okay, like no. Yeah.
2: Ron's, Ron's <laughs> clearly not a star student and even his like trying to pull one over on his teacher's it's just a really bad effort. It's he's-
0: about subtlety. You bore the teachers into not noticing that you're cheating. <laughs> That's how it works. <laughs> you plagiarize <laughs> the boring stuff. You, you
2: pick mundane things that you know are going to happen, and then you predict that. Mm-hmm, <laughs> like,
0: mm-hmm.
2: I will have toast on that morning.
0: So, lastly, there's the tease that Moody, Moody's got, he's got it going on. He knows what he's doing. He's the real deal.
2: I'm Look. like, I've I've got like 70s funk music bow going
0: in my head. Real deal, yeah,
2: yeah. I I kind of love that. Like, I mean, it was a little a little cheesy, but I kind I totally loved it. Twin the twins and Lee Jordan just being like, oh man, mm-hmm. he knows. Yeah, like he knows what it's all about. And I don't know. I I was like kind of on the fence with this with this character, the way we were set up with him. I think, and mm-hmm. then to just like hear such that with this, and then like the next chapter too. It's like no, that's true. Like he knows. He knows what's <laughs> like,
0: up. Constant vigilance. <laughs> It cracks me up every time. I'm so glad. <laughs>
2: I've almost said constant vigilance so many times, and I've been like, no, I can't spoil it. Constant it's so good. Constant vigilance.
0: It's just all caps every time. It's great. Constant vigilance.
2: <laughs> anyway, Simully that's next out of chapter. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he knows. He knows. He knows what's and up. And soon we will, too, in the next chapter.
0: But what I want to know is what your favorite quote was. For chapter 13 of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, this is Wordstruck.
2: <laughs> <laughs> You're over hosting again. That's
0: <laughs> <laughs> all I know, Alyssa.
2: Okay. That's not it. That's next chapter. Okay. um, My favorite quote in this chapter is on page 197. um, And it was just really heartwarming. Um, It's when Malfoy is making fun of the blast-ended scroots. Mm -hmm. And clearly, nobody likes the idea of taking care of these blast-ended scroots. But still, Hermione jumps to their defense and says, just because they're not very pretty, it doesn't mean they're not useful. Hermione snapped. And I just love how fiercely... She's defending Hagrid's choice, mm-hmm. and like after the fact, she's like, "I, I mean,
0: I, I don't,
1: <laughs>
2: I don't love this, yeah. and I'm really skeptical that they're useful, but yeah. like Malfoy's disrespect was uncalled for. That
0: and, was a sweet
1: moment. Yeah, and
2: it was just like, get him, Hermione. You show him. Also, he should flinch a little bit because you punched him last last time. Yeah, you were he should in be a little place. bit
0: afraid. I do wish she had said like, you know, just because it's not pretty doesn't mean it's not useful. I wish they had all just like turned and looked at Hagrid and been like, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe that's just what our group of friends does. (laughs) (sighs) Well, my favorite quote is on page 201, and I knew it was my favorite quote as soon as I saw it, which is a good sign, right? Love at first sight. (laughs) So they're talking about the divination class, and uh, they're doing their homework and they're trying to do it straight and get the patterns right and stuff. I think this might have been right before they decided to give up. Um, yeah, this is when they were still trying. <laughs> and Harry's talking. He says, "I've got two Neptunes here." Said Harry after a while, <laughs> frowning down at his pre- piece of piece of parchment. That can't be right, can it? <laughs> You don't know, Clark. Uh, I don't know much about planets, but I just love the way he's like, huh. He's like, maybe, maybe I got it right. I mean, there's a chance. but
2: Uh, Probably not. Probably not.
0: My, My gut's telling me no, but part of me wants to believe that I'm knocking this out of the park.
2: Part, part of me is hoping i don't have to do everything because how much of that is probably is, is it like when you're doing proofs in math class yeah and like if you get to the end and you're like wait a second <laughs> and then you realize no that's like two pages of work that i have to redo because yeah, the problems that, no <laughs>
0: like, i feel like the sat's and uh, maybe it's the ACTs, but some standardized tests that I took, I feel like they were really good at including the answer for if you did it incorrectly, what you would get, and having that be one of the multiple choice options, and that made Those me so paranoid.
2: Sly statisticians.
0: <sighs> multiple choice tests, man. I I feel like it's such like a betrayal. It's a game. It's a game. And like when it's stuff like that, where it's like, "Well, you did the equation, and there's the answer you got, and it's right there, you click it, and it's like that's 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 pretty wicked man you G- should you should have it not be on there and have the kid be like, "Wait a second, I'm not getting it right. Did I do it wrong and then go back and do it right, but instead you're just like giving them more rope to hang themselves with, and it's like, that's really something
2: gamifying education is a uh, a pretty i I mean Mm, you've had some (laughs) success there yeah it's if if you i mean i'm i'm not sure multiple choice is the greatest success of it but Mm, mm. but i think there's something to be said for for gamifying education for for making it um interactive in a way that kids are familiar with yeah
0: yeah in a way that can also be addictive. <laughs> if yeah. learning was like truly addictive, that's a good thing. Well, within reason, like all but, things. Yeah. But...
2: If, if it's hackable, then you've got a problem. But
0: Yeah. Anyway, I just remember feeling betrayed by doing the equation incorrectly, getting an answer, and that answer being on the test. And like, luckily, I th- think I caught myself most of the times. But uh, every time I'm like, well played, well played. <sighs> anyway, on to chapter 14. The Unforgivable Curses. This
2: unforgivable. is a good chapter.
0: Yeah, this is a very good chapter. I liked
2: this one. Yeah. This is the chapter when Mad Eye Moody mm-hmm. demonstrates the Unforgivable Curses,
1: mm.
2: and it's a lesson that is disturbing to many, including Harry and Neville. Mm. And Hermione announces that she's created a society for elvish welfare, and Harry learns <laughs> that Sirius is coming back north.
0: Mm-hmm. So, man, lot of world building. I feel like we're really getting into stuff where it's like, this stuff's going to really pay off later in the book. These are Chekhov's three unforgivable curses. Uh, <laughs> like It's cool to see mad Eye Moody's opinion of like, you can't fight what you literally don't know anything about. And I'm like, yeah, very true.
2: I see both sides of that argument because- mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't fight, like, you probably can't fight it, but hopefully 14-year-olds old, won't have to. And yeah, there's something to be said for learning how to fall before you learn how to ski.
0: Yeah, yeah. I just, I guess because the kids, like he said, like, even if the kids were to, like, try and do the spell, there's very low chance that they could do anything about it. Or, like, that it would actually be effective. I think he said, like, it wouldn't even give me a nosebleed. <laughs> I think it's kind of, like, how he phrased it. It's, like, what is the harm of them knowing it so they can know, like, to avoid it? I guess. I don't know. I'm kind of always more on the side of, like, treating children like like censoring things will somehow make them, first of all, not know about it. And, like, second of all, like, be more respectful. I don't I don't know. There's a lot I'm carrying a lot of baggage of like my parents didn't let me like see any rated R movies or like listen to music with cursing. And then I get out there and I'm like, oh no, this is literally the real world. Like people curse here. People do things here. And my parents kept me in like in a bubble. Anyway. Hmm? Yeah,
2: I'm not I'm not sure that I would put this in the same realm as like an R-rated movie though. I think I would put this in the realm of like meth. <laughs> Yeah. I like, guess I don't know be- why it... Because it's illegal and yeah. could kill you or seriously screw up your life. Okay, that's a good comparison. So yeah. so it's like let's talk about like assault weapons, meth, and like really twisted forms of coercion.
0: Okay, that would have been a lot depth with fourteen to... <laughs> year olds. Like uh, it would have been a lot to I mean,
2: I I I'm not advocating for not teaching kids, because I think the thing that disturbed me in this chapter was how few students really seemed to know anything. Like, for how many, you know, wizard... For how many students who have wizarding parents, it seemed like... Like, it it seemed like Neville knew something... Not because it's something that's in the general no.
0: Oh, there's something real weird about that Neville stuff.
2: And Ron knows something because his dad directly interacts with it. Not mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. Ron grew up in a world that knows these things. Hmm. And Hermione knows things because she knows things. Yeah. And that, it, it just, I mean, the the hush in that room, I just sort of got the sense that it's unknown.
0: Yeah, which is it speaks so much to the wizarding culture of like, if you never talk about it, maybe it'll go away.
2: And uh, so, I mean, I, I won't advocate for not teaching the kids because that was really disturbing when mm-hmm. when that occurred to me that all like these terrible things, it's like not teaching the Holocaust. Yeah. It's terrible. <laughs> and yeah, but at the same time, I think the reason that they restricted the way that they do is I imagine that they talk about these are what the curses do, and here are counter curses for them, and you learn those. Yeah, yeah. And if you show the kids, especially like on a living creature that's potentially not very sympathetic because it's a spider and people are freaked out by spiders, mm-hmm. but is still a living creature and clearly like it's chilling the way that he demonstrates it that's
0: yeah that was a very effective lesson the way that he did it
2: it was it was disturbing and it yeah. and it didn't it had no regard for where the students might already be and what they might know or even rather than yelling at them constant vigilance three different times to turn out and say like this is gonna be a triggering class. It's gonna be tough. Yeah, but I true. need you to respect it. Like I, I don't know. I, I, I just think he went into it with such a ferocity that I don't. I don't think the kids needed that ferocity. They needed a little more understanding. Because hmm. look at Harry. I mean, he, he's, he's sitting there thinking like flash of green light. Oh my gosh, that's what. That's how my family died i've always wondered yeah and so he's like down a rabbit hole of dead parents again which like the world's hard enough
0: (laughs) like yeah i don't know the thing is though all the kids were quiet and they listened intently and took notes for the rest of the class which if any of the other classes we've seen are any example, that's literally the only class where they really learned anything. Yeah. So it's like, well, it's unconventional, and I definitely think that it should have been considered more. But you can't uh, can't say it wasn't effective. <laughs> it was very effective, and the, and he did realize that he crossed the line with Neville, and he felt bad about it, and he's trying to make it right. Yeah, it's kind of creepy. Because, like, when Neville was talking on, like, that high-pitched voice, it's, like, you almost wonder. It's, like, is he under control of somebody or is he holding back tears or, like, what is he? Neville's seen some stuff, Alyssa. Yeah. What, he that, what do
2: you think's going on there?
0: I don't know. but you had that thousand-yard stare and something something bad, man? I don't know if he lost a loved one or what, but, oof. I mean, he lives with his grandma, right? hmm So, I mean, fill in some blanks. Who's missing in his life? Like, oh yeah, the generation above him. Wonder what happened there. So,
2: and you have to wonder in this incredibly informed and open culture, mm-hmm. was
0: hit.
2: Was that like viewing of the Cruciatus curse, mm-hmm. which has the, to
0: play into the Latin root of crucify, right?
2: Um, probably. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. The the viewing of that was that the first time he's seen or known in any specificity something yeah or or
0: i think i would imagine so i think it
2: or has he always heard it and it's just just because he's seen it now it's it it triggers him back to whatever the thing is or
0: i think probably the former i think this was the first he's actually seen it i think in my mind like my headcanon so far is like Neville also lost a loved one to this type of spell. But like when Harry saw how his parents went, it's kind of like, oh. It wasn't gentle necessarily, but it was quick. And it wasn't uh you know, they weren't ripped limb to limb or anything like that. It's like, oh, they were there one second and then gone the next. And like that's almost like, oh, like that could have been worse. But I feel like Neville's having the opposite of like, oh, this is so much worse. Like, because they wow. must have. Th- it's
2: interesting to me that you read Harry's responses that could have been worse.
0: Well, yeah. Because
2: I, I think he was pretty chilled by that. I, oh, he really? was like, like my parents were living, fighting human beings. And the next minute they were gone.
0: Yeah. I I think it was just when he said like unmarked and un marred or something like that there were a couple words that he used where it's like yeah like they weren't injured they just became dead which is really weird i guess it's not reassuring is the wrong word (laughs) it's not reassuring but in some sense like
2: eye-opening maybe but yeah
0: yeah and moody also felt bad about that
2: i think he was pretty I don't know I th- I mean Harry clearly wasn't as thrown as Neville but I don't think that he like like when when Ron's then afterwards like rambling on about like oh and this and this and oh, this yeah. and then and it's like Harry does not engage and that tells me that Harry is not okay
0: yeah and Ron picked up on it which is saying something for Ron so okay yeah he's not better off because of it in the short run. But I think in the long run, like, I mean, it's worth knowing.
2: Absolutely. But.
0: Hmm. That's all. Like,
2: do I need to see someone shoot meth? And when I'm 14,
1: like, I don't know. Yeah,
0: (laughs) probably not. I guess that was kind of what those commercials were trying to do, though. Remember those meth? I mean, they're still making them where it's like there is like a. Crying, bleeding lady in the shower, just crying like help me! And it's like, whoa,
2: lovely listeners. We're from the meth capital of the United States. It's true. So we have this thing called the Montana Meth Project.
0: I also get YouTube. I forget that
2: that's not other places. Yeah, <laughs> like,
0: you don't just talk about meth constantly, multiple times in school and stuff. No, some
2: places, but not all places.
0: They had like an art collage like competition for like who can make the best anti-meth art collage. So I those forgot are forgot about those things. <laughs> yeah, those are still scattered around. You drive around small towns and you'll see each small town like one particular barn in that town will just have like an anti-meth thing painted from that year. So I drive around a lot of small towns. <laughs> you don't say. It's part of the job. The bees are back. Hmm. Um... So, wow. Where to go from there? Um
2: there's I don't have much to say beyond that on on the unforgivable curses um yeah. we have uh we learn finally after a chapter and a half of Hermione disappearing every second that she can off mm-hmm. to the library on day one and day two of school what she's doing. <laughs>
0: She's making pins. Her badges.
2: She is. She is very industrious and very quick.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: She has created what is fondly known
0: as spew. <laughs> <laughs> I like how she was thoroughly convinced that that's not going to take off.
2: <laughs> I like how I, I bless her heart. Mm-hmm. Her it's in the right place, but when people you are barely able to win over or basically haven't and you've shanghaied into your group yeah point out a problem like it i mean that's a real problem
0: and she made all the badges already acronym
2: (laughs) is so real oh my gosh clark Mm -hmm. i turned off badge icons on my phone on like everything good why did you have
0: badge icons on
2: because they were useful I thought and Mm. instead no they've just heightened my anxiety and it's not been good and so I have a badge icon on my papers app and I have it on like the messaging app that people use to get a hold of me at work and text messages and that's it
0: yep I have uh, let's see calls messages slack for some reason and uh, that's it email but that's uh i have to see force i force refresh
2: i turned off my email one because i'm it's never at zero
0: oh really ever oh man
2: i have two emails and they're both giant messes and so like it's never at zero and i know it's never ever ever gonna be at zero except for maybe four times a year when i really put in the effort <laughs> and so why do i need a red button telling me how many <laughs> emails
0: Still there not are? zero still not zero yeah yeah that's that's just like you still have yourself. emails
2: to read it's like no i don't need that yeah and there's so few times that i like open facebook now because hmm. i don't have a little badge icon telling me like you've got something you got to like resolve over here
0: talk about gamification right yeah
2: mm-hmm. i feel like i'm I'm, I'm winning
0: <laughs> good good for you
2: i don't know why i got on that
0: everybody turn off your badge icons
2: badges was that it badges that's the no. connection
0: so she wants to sell these badges.
2: I totally don't think that's why I went off on that rant. That's
0: okay. I'm trying to segue here. Oh Work no, with no, me. no, no,
2: no. Um, the <laughs> your your Twitter rant, which the world is disappointing, oh, and okay. all of that. Um, but the thing, the thing that, like, I kind of expect that from Ron. Mm-hmm. I'm disappointed in Harry how on the fence he is. Has yeah. Harry had a strong opinion about anything in this book? <laughs> No,
0: Harry, <laughs> Harry needs to check his privilege. Uh, he Harry, he has a
2: strong opinion that Crumb is awesome, Victor yeah. Crumb, and he has a strong opinion that Sirius should be safe.
0: I think we're experiencing one of those those rare Harry Potter moments, maybe not so rare, where if Harry wasn't in the book, it would be the same book. <laughs> I mean, up until this point.
2: Oh, hot take! Hot take! I'm just, say-
0: I'm just saying. <laughs> like up until now, would the book be significantly different without Harry? Uh
2: the Dark Mark
0: situation. But that would have been dramatic, no matter what. I mean,
2: yeah, he's he's not really much of an agent
0: yet. No, but he'll get there. That's okay. That Malfoy might know-
2: not have become a ferret.
0: <laughs> yeah
2: that's but also not not a change agent there like
0: but i mean if if harry hadn't gotten in a fight with him then ron would have i don't know i think we're kind of getting in the direction of like orange is the new black where it's like okay you know the main character The main character is a kind of naive and whiny so let's focus on some of the more interesting background characters (laughs) and i totally endorse this and that's great and uh not trying to complain just saying harry hasn't done anything yet and that's fine that's fine. He doesn't need to yet. <clears throat> he has the whole rest of the book. Even though we're like halfway there, right?
2: We're we're getting pretty close. We're pretty far in. We're about a third of the way.
0: Hmm. So yeah, Harry, disappointing. Not uh, Doesn't care about house elves, especially for someone who's interacted with the house elf and like seeing how bad it can be for a house elf, but okay.
2: And for someone who's lived like a, a marginalized life.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Like yeah, it's not slavery necessarily, mm. but it's he his humanity was largely discounted. Yeah. And
0: how quickly he's moved on.
2: <laughs> well, how how slowly he is to like for for lion for for a, a Gryffindor lion who's brave mm. and chivalrous, he's not very interested in in aiding Yeah, someone who's been a friend, sort of, Dobby. Yeah, he'll get there. He'll get there.
0: He's 14.
2: I'm disappointed. Me too. It's okay. I'm disappointed in lots of 14-year-old boys in my life. (laughs) Uh,
0: uh, I'm disappointed in 14-year-old Clark, I guess. Uh, (laughs) Um, 2020 hindsight, right?
2: We also learn uh, Hedwig finally comes back. Yay! Yay! And Harry's been eagerly watching for her return and is, has been very worried that she couldn't find Sirius because Sirius is not to be found. Mm-hmm. Um, and we get this note from Sirius where he says, that's it, like, thank you for letting me know. I am coming north right away. I can't believe that all these things are happening. This mm-hmm. is terrible. I've been, I've been reading the signs and so is Dumbledore. And clearly if he's bringing Moody... To Hogwarts, like,
0: yeah, he, he knows, knows something.
2: something's up. So, like, I'm going to be there. And and Harry is just instantly struck with, with
0: guilt. Oh, yeah. Harry just completely misses the forest for the trees. And, and it's just like, oh, no, he's coming here, which means he's going to get caught. And it's like, no, no, no. He's coming here because of something even worse than him getting caught. Like, he knows it's a risk. Like, Sirius knows that going up there is a risk, but there's something big enough looming that he thinks it's worth the risk. So it's like, I feel like Harry's not really seeing that. All he can think about is like, oh, no, he's coming. What if he gets cut? And it's like, bro, small potatoes, like small potatoes compared to what that note hinted at.
2: Yeah. I mean, I I completely agree with you, but I also find that really endearing that, yeah. That, <laughs> that yeah. both of them are so quick to discount their own safety because they want the other person to be safer.
0: I just want Harry to like hang out with Sirius more. And I want Lupin to come back. Dang it. I wish they hadn't mentioned him when they were talking about Moody because I'm I like, know. oh yeah, Lupin. Lupin totally would have Lupin done that. Lupin was great. <sighs> anyway, yeah, something big is coming. And um Sirius is reading the signs or Dumbledore's reading the signs which is a very Trelawney language. Um must be something to it, right?
2: Yeah. What's what's coming?
0: Uh, whoever those the dark mark of uh, Voldemort something, something big. <laughs> and I feel like Fred and George are like creating an arsenal that will somehow be used. It's like <laughs> There's this dark army of people coming and they're like, oh, what are the odds we have roughly 20,000 fireworks that we can aim at them? I mean, I feel like that'd be such a slick boss fight where they're like, great, we've been working on building these contraptions with all of our money.
2: Like literally every second of our lives has been pointed to this moment. (laughs) People told
0: us it was too dangerous and we kept saying, just wait. And now, oh yeah, it's dangerous. <laughs> like, it's very dangerous. They
2: said, "They said it's dangerous," and we said, "Yes, it is." <laughs>
0: <laughs> we have invented gunpowder. Uh, uh, yeah. what, what are friend George up to? They're like something of that scale, Alyssa. They're building something. They're building <laughs> themselves an empire. They are stockpiling. They are planning. They are getting the trademarks and and the website domains. <laughs> they're They're contacting Squarespace for sponsorships. They are getting theirs. They're entrepreneurial or or they're trying to leave their own type of legacy like the Marauders map because they're getting older and they have to think about legacy and they're riding, you know, they're, they're on the shoulders of giants. They had the Marauder's Map. They had some other stuff. They know all this stuff from previous students, and I feel like now's the time where they need to start thinking about what are they leaving for the next generation, and I feel like that might come into play. Yes, Alyssa?
2: I, I, I see I a just, hand raised
0: over there. Yes, Alyssa? <laughs> Remind you?
2: It's, it's just interesting to me. We, we talk about legacy a lot, You and I, we do. It's just you have a a very specific interest in legacy. That's I I have never imagined that Fred and George at this stage care about their legacy at Hogwarts Mm. in the
0: slightest. These people totally care about legacy.
2: It makes sense. I've just it's just never occurred to me, which I think is shows probably more about me than it does about the characters. (laughs) That the, the yeah. legacy matters less to me, and it really seems to matter to you because you see it everywhere.
0: <laughs> I am enthralled by the concept. I feel like I feel like the desire for leaving a legacy has led to some of humanity's greatest and most horrific. Uh, things absolutely I, so, don't, I
2: would never dispute that but yeah
0: so it's just like i I, 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 like... I
2: just don't have a heightened sense of it oh. i miss it and it's 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 a blind spot for me somehow hmm. that's okay Huh?
0: yeah i think it's something uh to be learned from drawn from and and if you hear the siren call you have to remind yourself of like what has this brought people to in the past and is that something i want to get roped up in and sometimes the answer is yes so Anyway, <laughs> favorite quotes, <laughs> or do you have more to say on that, or what do you, what do you think the the Fred and George are up to?
2: No, I want to talk about favorite quotes. <laughs> okay, that's cool.
0: Favorite quotes, then.
2: Um, I think you should you should go first though, Clark. What's your favorite quote?
0: I like that idea because my quote is on page two twenty four. Oh, it's kind of like what we were talking about here. Yeah, so page two twenty four. <laughs> uh. And do you think we want to walk around wearing badges saying spew, do you, said Ron? S-P-E-W, said Hermione hotly. I was going to put, stop the outrageous abuse of our fellow magical creatures and campaign for a change in their legal status, but it wouldn't fit. So that's the heading, that, so that's the heading of our manifesto. It's like, wow, that's, that's pretty funny. So it kind of that's- ties into the idea of, like, she still thinks that nobody's going to say spew. And she still thinks it's actually going to work to correct them by saying SPEW, which it's never going to. And then just that outrageously long, like, mil- not military, uh, like, legalistic sentence that is, like, now the headline of their manifesto. I'm like, okay, this girl's been busy.
2: Like, she, she speaks the language now.
0: Mm-hmm. She has <laughs>
2: quickly become fluent in profit organizations
0: <laughs> but like there's still like stop the outrageous abuse like where it's still editorialized of, like stop the outrageous abuse of our fellow magical creatures and campaign for a change in their legal status um it's just like imagining a 14 year old girl with tousled hair and like unkept and stuff like that just like going on like that like it's it's almost like it's very respectable but it's also like seeing a 14 year old recite like some home that it's way out of their league and you're like do you know what that means? Like do you really <laughs> know what that means? So, yeah. How I about sh- you? I should
2: I should send you um when when kids around here did the march for our lives. No, they when they did the school walkouts.
0: Oh, um,
2: yeah. W- uh one of our photographers went to one of the local high schools and um photographed Some of the kids out protesting, and there was one girl, and she was like our our, one of our like lead photos just because she our photographer took this photo and she pulled it up and she's like, This girl has something to say, and she is gonna continue to have things to say. And it just feels very much like that's Hermione, like
0: yeah, she's becoming her own little Emma Gonzalez. I I
2: should find that and show it to you anyway. Mm -hmm. Um. My favorite quote, okay.
0: I see two of them here. I
2: have two, and I think I'm going to say them both. Okay. So the first one is on page 220. So it's it's that moment after Defense Against the Dark Arts when, um so there's that moment where Mad-Eye Moody goes up to Neville and pulls him aside, and then other things happen, and then next time Harry bumps into Neville, he seems like a little bit, like, cheerier
1: mm-hmm.
2: and harry learns he has a book and neville says this apparently professor sprout told professor moody i'm really good at herbology neville said there was a faint note of pride in mm-hmm. his voice that harry had rarely heard there before he thought i'd like this
0: i remember really enjoying that. and i just like my heart
2: melted i'm yeah. like yes neville you're a, you're a
0: good human like oh i'm
2: so glad that that moody did right by you there
0: yeah.
2: <sighs> like break my heart goodness
0: that's so sweet it shows so much to moody's character too like he he is such a dynamic character yeah,
2: yeah holy like from zero to 100 they're pretty much yeah. for approachability and a <laughs> feeling <it>. i totally
0: <laughs> dig it i like this guy
2: so um and then the next one's on page 226 which is just the last note of Sirius's letter to Harry, and it was just an interesting suggestion. It was, "I'll be in touch soon. My best to Ron and Hermione. Keep your eyes open, Harry."
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: there is something about that to me that's, I don't know. Like I think if I were to get a letter from anyone that the la the parting words are "keep your eyes open, Alyssa," <laughs> I would be like, I would feel like charged with this, like, sense of purpose and, mm-hmm. like, like, I, I think I would look up and look around and be like, right, like, I need to, like, be aware of things going on around me. Constant <laughs> vigilance. Exactly. <laughs> Stay on
0: it. <laughs> so. That's great.
2: I, I liked it.
0: All right. That's what I got. Well, if you guys are reading along, we'd love to hear your favorite quotes. Uh, We're... Where, where can people I still can't do it where where can people um tell us their favorite quotes Alyssa
2: um you can tweet at me at Alyssa Small or at Clark at Clark Hodges mm-hmm. or at just the two of us on at Pod on Twitter um you can also email us at wordstruckpodcast at gmail.com or you can find us on Instagram which is a happening place
0: mm-hmm. at wordstruckpod And I will say, oh, Shorty wants a word, too. Don't let her jump on you. She's thinking about it.
2: I see you, Kat.
0: Yeah, that's what I thought. (laughs) Yeah, and I'm going to let you guys in on a little secret. We love emails from you guys. We really do. Like a lot. Like a lot. Like, yeah. So don't tell anyone, but you should totally email us at... (laughs) At (laughs) at
2: wordstruckpodcast.gmail.com. Clark doesn't know our email. He won't see it. I will. (laughs) It's
0: okay. She sends me all the emails, (laughs) so I see them. I'm just not the first to see them. That's all. Well, guys, thanks so much for listening along, reading along. I believe we're talking about chapters, what, 14 and 15 next? 13 and 14? Oh, boy. We're on 13 and 14 now. (laughs) 15 and 16, then. 15 and
2: 16 next. And then the chapter after that, we've got a three- the episode after that, we'll do three chapters.
0: Cool. So. We'll we'll keep you guys posted uh, as soon as it changes out of the two chapter format. Until then, thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful day, night, morning. Happy spring. Happy spring. Enjoy. Bye.